Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. In today's episode, we will continue our conversation about personal branding. It is my pleasure to welcome Sheila Anderson back to the show. Sheila is the CEO of Image Powerplay, which is an impression management and personal brand company dedicated to bringing forth intentional, consistent, and authentic interactions with others. The company is focused on creating influence through image. Sheila works with emerging and established leaders as well as companies, and she is driven to empower corporate professionals across the globe in growing their strategic visibility. Sheila, it is an honor to have you back on the show. I'm really looking forward to continuing our conversation. Thanks, Christina. Happy to be back on your show. Well, why don't we pick things up just where we left off in last week's conversation, and why don't we talk about what our listeners should be thinking about focusing on as a starting point when they are developing their own personal brand. We talked a lot last week about why it's important, what it looks like for lawyers. We talked a little bit about business attire and workplace requirements for attire. Why don't we start bringing, you know, narrowing it and the focus a little bit and talking about what our listeners can start focusing on for themselves? The first place that people should focus on is deciding what it is that you want to be known for. And we talked a little bit about this in the last episode. It's defining yourself. And what does that look like? And what is that word, your brand word, that you want people to think about when they think of you? So that's the very first thing is deciding what that word is. Do you want to be known as determined? Do you want to be known as being trustworthy? Do you want to be known as respectable, whatever that word is, that's where you start and that's where you can then build out your personal brand from that word. So then everything ties back to your brand word. I know how lawyers think because I am one. And the first question that comes to mind is, is it possible to have more than one word tied to your personal brand? Sure. Yeah. You know, have maybe three words that you want people to think about with every interaction with you. Okay, that sounds good. And so once somebody has sort of developed, you know, what that word is or what those several words are that really define who they are and who they want to be, particularly in the minds of the people they encounter, what should people then focus on in terms of building that out? Let me go back to that other questions. So after you've built out that brand word, then you need to come up with figuring out, is that how you're being perceived? So then you need to figure out if those are the words that you want to be known for, are you being perceived that way? So I have people do what I call a brand pulse or a BP check. Oh, I'd love to hear about that. That sounds so cool. (laughs) It's figuring out how am I being viewed now? So you, what you can do is, again, we talked about this a little bit before, is you can Google yourself and write down what's coming up. And not only if you Google yourself and you look at the feed, click on the images and see what images are coming up and how are those associated with 
you? Are those those images that you want to pop up if somebody's Googling you? And then ask other people how you're being perceived. Get honest feedback. You can get it from your friends. You can get it from your family, but get it from coworkers. Get it from colleagues. Get it from different organizations or associations that you're a part of. And get it from people that maybe you don't know very well and just get an honest opinion and ask them, what are a couple of words that come to mind when they think of you or when they interacted with you? And that can be very eye-opening to figure out if you're being perceived right now in the way that you want to be perceived. In your business, do you work with people in terms of getting that feedback from third parties? Because the reason why I ask yes. is because I've had the privilege of working with an executive coach off and on for the past eight years. And one of the first things that she and I did together was she wanted to get a sense of what my networks were, so to speak. And so once we drilled that down, she said, I think it would be very helpful for you if I reach out to folks with a questionnaire about you, guarantee anonymity and synthesizing and processing the information that they give me in a way that you can't figure out who is providing this feedback. And I was just wondering if you do that kind of work with your clients, because it's incredibly transformative Mm -hmm. when people are really honest and you end up finding, I think that some people like you more than you think they do, but then they also provide you with some really good constructive feedback. Right. Absolutely. So I do have my client reach out to people and then I do it as well. I said, give me a list of people that I can reach out to. And then I will reach out to them exactly. And you have to be, it has to be anonymous when I'm giving that feedback back. And the people are more open with me when they're giving feedback on a person if they know that it's, it is going to be anonymous. So doing it very much the same way. That sounds great. And so what do folks focus on then when they're developing their brand? I would imagine that it's a conversation very similar to the conversations I have with clients on the branding side, you know, the corporate brands. But what do people really need to remember when they are trying to make sure that their personal brand has stickiness? Consistency is number one. It always has to be top of mind. You have to be consistent in every interaction with you. And that just sends a complete message of who you are always. And so if you're inconsistent, that breeds distrust. So you have to be consistent. So be consistent in how you're showing up in your appearance. Be consistent how you're showing up online. And be consistent in how you're showing up at your client's office and how you're showing up in the public. Everything has to be consistent. That just solidifies who you are as a brand. You know, obviously people want a personal brand that makes impression that has power and heft to it. What personal brand look like, particularly in the context of lawyers? Like how can they build a brand that has heft? Credibility is always top of mind and consistency. So you have to look like you're credible. And how do you look like you're credible when you're in the legal fields? And you have to build out something that's powerful. And how do you look powerful? If you think of the word powerful, what does that look like to you? You have to figure out, are your clothes giving you that authority that you deserve and that level of respect that you want as an attorney? And not only appearance, but again, we've talked about this before. Online, are you building out 
powerful content and is it thought provoking content and is it credible content and is it consistent across all platforms is your message always the same and again publicly if you're talking at different associations you have to look like you're the one in control of your personal brand and you have to like you're the one that's in control of your destination and you have to look like you're in control of your clients and that you can handle it so everything about you has to be it's very it's very detailed it's a very detailed look and you and again you have to look like you earn and respect the power that comes with your personal brand I don't know if that made sense. I'll last sense. We had to edit that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It 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 really does make sense because when you think about it from a branding perspective, mm-hmm. the best brands are the ones that people remember, mm-hmm. and they remember them for a whole host of reasons because it symbolizes quality, mm-hmm. consistency. There's some sort of just something unique and different. Right. And it doesn't necessarily have to be an like earth shatteringly different, but it's something that stands apart from the rest. And I think those are some basic ways that a powerful brand becomes, you know, like evolves over time and where you have a brand that starts off in its nascent stages and then over time evolves into a famous brand because it really stands out. And I think when you're talking about people, it's not all that different. Right. Absolutely. So in the context of new attorneys who are getting ready to graduate law school or who have just entered the workforce relatively recently, what advice would you give them with respect to personal branding? Is it something they should be worried about right out of the gate? And if so, how can they start building a powerful personal brand? I think it's imperative for them to even be doing it in their college time, you know, in their college days. So you start building that personal brand then and start creating content. That's the first place I have people work on their personal brand is build out content. And how do you build out content? It's your, are you getting articles published in industry related publications? Can you be a guest speaker somewhere? And all that content that you're creating establishes you as a thought leader and establishes your expertise, but not only in your industry, where are the clients at that you want? Where's your target market at? What content can you provide those type of people so you become top of mind to them? I mean, those are all really good pieces of advice. You know, it's interesting. I look back on my career and I have to say that I wasn't particularly concerned about what my personal brand was in college. I definitely started thinking more about it during law mm-hmm. school because I realized I had to look for a job. These jobs, I was in law school during the early 90s recession and it was a very, very tough job market. So I do think that I definitely became more mindful about my image throughout law school and you know, all great words of wisdom that you just shared with us. Because before you're getting hired and when you're applying for jobs, when you're just getting out of law school, somebody that's going to stand out and that's going to get hired is somebody that has built out a personal brand and established themselves as a thought leader already. And they're going to win over somebody else that hasn't taken any time to build out a personal brand. And I think they should start teaching that in schools, in, in, in colleges and universities. 
Well, I can tell you that at least in law schools, because I've been part of the discussion with a number of law schools in in the context of my national hiring role at my firm, we talk about emotional intelligence. And as the listeners know who have tuned into other episodes, that's something that we've talked about a number of times since the beginning of this podcast a number of weeks ago. But emotional intelligence has actually become part of the conversation at a number of pretty cutting-edge schools like Northwestern, for example, here in Chicago, it isn't just about EI, but it's about all the different facets and components that intertwine with it. And developing a presence, I mean, some people call personal brand a facet of that, having Mm -hmm. a presence. And part of that is knowing how to engage with clients, having a very thoughtful way in to a conversation and doing a really good job of listening because listening can be a critical and always is a critical part of your conversations with people, especially when you're trying to figure out a way to engender trust and to develop some sort of a rapport. Mm -hmm. And so it's a demeanor. It's an appearance and demeanor that I think that you and I are are talking about as part of the personal brand. Are you approachable? You have to be approachable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about what return on image attorneys can expect from building a personal brand. I mean, obviously, we want to develop client relationships and proliferate client relationships. What other, I know we touched upon this a little bit, but why don't you just share with us some thoughts that you have about what the return on image can be for attorneys? Your brand becomes a magnet, so it's going to attract the clients that you want to get. So you can win more clients and you can command higher fees and gain greater credibility and recognition and prestige. Those are big things for an attorney. And commanding higher fees, you know, we're all in this world to make money and to make a difference. But money is, you know, we all have to work for money. So you can command higher fees if you have built out yourself with a more powerful personal brand. Well, that makes complete sense. So let's talk a little bit about how attorneys can build out their personal brand. We've talked about writing, you know, and and engaging in various types of thought leadership, for example, writing in industry publications and on blogs and so forth. Do you think that there is still the level of audience there had once been for that type of material? Or do you think that there are other ways? that people can be just as impactful from a thought leadership perspective, maybe not writing articles all the time. I'm just curious, like what other ways you have found that people can build a personal brand and and where does social media fit into all that? Right. I love getting attorneys on corporate boards. So that's a place that they can add some value and they can build out their expertise and their selves as a thought leader and meet other people and network. So being on a corporate board, you know, I'm not going to lie, it looks great on your, on your resume and your LinkedIn profile, but it's a great way for you as well to learn new skills. And then being a guest speaker, we've talked a little bit about that. Another thing would be like to create a signature look. So this is a way that, you know, we talked a little bit about on appearance. But what is your signature look? In some ways that you can do that with, if you're wearing a suit and tie, then maybe it's always a certain color that you're always wearing. Or maybe it's you're doing it with eyewear 
or maybe it's it's a different watch piece. It's, it's maybe of a collection of watches. But what is that signature look for you to show up consistently and that to make you memorable? So how often do you, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned wearing a, a certain color. Mm-hmm. How often do you find people actually do that? And do you think it's a successful tool in the toolkit, so to speak, of personal branding? There's a whole psychology behind the different colors that we see and that we wear. And I think a lot of times in the professional setting, people aren't mindful or don't understand what message certain colors can send. So for example, we know that the color blue is very trustworthy and it speaks of being very professional. There's a reason our firefighters, our police officers, and our military are in blue because it's a very trustworthy color. So if you need to speak to a client or if you want somebody to trust you, then I always encourage them to have some type of blue on. Red is a very is a strong color. It's a powerful color. It makes you be viewed as a person who has authority on what they're speaking about. It can come off a little standoffish. Red also raises people's heart rates. So if you have to have a really tough maybe conversation with a client, you're maybe not going to want to have red on because that's going to raise their heart rate when they're talking to you. Even more than yes. what you're telling them. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Another really good color in the corporate world is the color brown. So brown opens up conversations for people. It helps people become more open. And, you know, we see it in nature. So, it's, so it can be a soothing color for us. So that's a great color to have on. There's, you know, yellow is a very happy color. That's probably not very appropriate in a very high professional field. But if you're talking with kids or interesting with the color yellow, that's the first color the eye sees in anything. So, yeah. So if you have it in your logo or if you you totally want to stand out and walk into a room and, and, and you want people just to notice you. Have a little, maybe have a yellow top necktie on or a yellow scarf or something, just a little pop of yellow. Because then people will always see that color. They'll glance the room and they'll always see that color first. That's pretty yeah. interesting. So, what about uh, orange and purple? Okay. Those are two of my favorite <laughs> colors. So yeah. I'm just curious, like, what the deep meaning is behind orange those colors. Is, has a lot of energy to it, and there's a lot of vibrancy, and it's a it is a great color for. Um, it can be playful as well, but it's a, it's a creative color. So it's a person that thinks creatively and has a lot of energy. It's a color that kids absolutely love. Mm-hmm. So, and purple is somebody that's pretty imaginative and it has an association with royalty. And it's a great color that you'll see in a lot of politicians now. I mean, you have the red tie and the blue tie. And it can be associated with Republican or Democrat. And a lot of attorneys, or not, excuse me, not a lot of attorneys, but a lot of politicians are pulling out a purple tie or wearing purple because that is the blend of red and blue. Right. Becomes purple. So now they're neutral. So now they can be seen as, you know, I may be more independent. And it is for an, an independent thinker that purple is. Very interesting. Yes. 
So I have another question. Just our time together is almost up. A couple more quick questions. So first of all, do you have any advice for our listeners about social media, particularly in the context of LinkedIn? Because I think that LinkedIn is the more or among the most popular social media platforms for professionals. Mm -hmm. You have an amazing picture. You're a beautiful woman. You've got an amazing picture on LinkedIn. I love the way that you present yourself and what your personal brand is. It's very distinctive. For our listeners out there, you know, is there anything that you can just offer up in terms of, you know, things that are surprising that you've learned about LinkedIn or ways that people may not be leveraging LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, as effectively as they could? Sure. Thank you for that. I appreciate those kind comments. So always have a professional photo. That's number one. My rule is like no kids, no spouse, no pets in your professional photo. (laughs) It's you, you know, and and be dressed up and have it done professionally. You don't want somebody to take an iPhone and snap a photo and, and put it up. And again, if you're just, if you're still in college or just about to graduate, man, that's one of the first things I have people do is get a professional business portrait. So have a professional business portrait on LinkedIn. Use that background image, that header image that a lot of people don't even use. That's extra space for you to advertise what you do and to showcase what you do. And then beside your name, you can have your title, but instead of your title, maybe it's how do you help people? So it doesn't have to say, you know, attorney at law or whatever, you're a partner, but what are ways that you can help you? Because that's valuable real estate. When you're posting on LinkedIn, your name and whatever it says right after that shows up on every post. So that is, that's free advertising for you all the time. And then, you know, fill out the profile, but recommendations is another thing that I think people forget the power of recommendations can be because people want to know what it's like to work with you or interact with you. So they will read those recommendations and, and what other people have said about you. And I always say, strive to get at least 10 recommendations on your LinkedIn profile. That's great advice. So Sheila, last question, and I'm so sad that our time together is almost up. So when would you recommend that people in our audience seriously consider hiring you for for consulting purposes, either for coaching or to address a particular issue? What sort of things should be showing up in that person's professional existence that would make them say, you know what, this is a time when I need to call Sheila for help. If they're not getting the results they want, if they're not attracting the clients they want, if they're not getting, you know, repeat clients or if they're not getting people coming to them or if they're stepping into a leadership role, if they're just stepping into a leadership role, or maybe they're in a, in a leadership role and they're just struggling, and they want to advance themselves. So there's a lot of different places people can be when they need help with personal branding. Okay, well, that is very helpful, and I've really very much enjoyed our discussion. It's been absolutely terrific, and just wanted to give you an opportunity to provide any additional tips or final thoughts that you may have that you'd like to share with our listeners, and also please let our listeners know how they can find you. Always be intentional and always be consistent with how you're showing up and how you're interacting with other people because that will build trust and your credibility. And you can find me online. I have a website called Image 
powerplay.com. I have links to all my social media on that website and you can connect with me there. Thanks again, Sheila, so much. I look forward to sitting down and chatting with you again very soon. Thank you, Christine. I enjoyed our conversation. And thank you all for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. I hope that you've enjoyed our continued exploration into personal branding for lawyers. I am your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.